Welcome everyone to Haters Drinking Hatred. With me as always is a man who also is chasing a three-point record. Uh, but let it be known, he plays mostly with kindergartners. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Siddhan Mehta. Sid, how's that, how's that chase going? It's, it's going well. Uh, I mean, these little balls need to go into the hoop. And it's not, somebody has to do it. Like, I am doing it from a distance that people have never seen before. Yeah, it's, and uh, I, I hear you're impressive. constantly kneeing children in the face. Even when you don't have to, they're just like, they're trying to defend you and you will knee them in the face for sport. I, I can't help it. They changed the rules. Now, like, you know, it's, it's, it favors the offensive players. Yeah. And I, you, you have to handle this level of physicality at the kindergarten level. Yeah. And I, I, they, they, they know what they're getting into. And uh, that's how it is. But you know what? Uh, my uh, uh, shooting exploits aside... We're going to touch upon a very, well, obvious topic that's been swirling around the world for a couple of years now. But right. uh, we'll start close to home. Uh, Suyash Barve has been in the health and safety protocols <laughs> for podcasting uh, because he's he's basically not got COVID or yeah. was exposed to anything regarding COVID. He just needs to be in health and safety protocols because that's who he is. As, uh, as a human I've, Yeah, I've known him for over 15 years. This is actually very much in line with what we projected him to be. A man that falls violently ill over uh, the smallest provocation. And uh, I don't even... What was it this time? Do you it even was, have... A, <laughs> I'm, so that's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to have coughing fits in the middle of this episode at some point uh, because yeah. I am severely, I'm still severely chest con- con- congested. Uh, it was a, it was a virus. I, I got tested for COVID twice. Uh, and look, the, the simple fact of it is that, you know, as, as basketball podcasters, we get invited to a lot of parties, right? Yeah. You know, this, this is true. As basketball podcasters, your phone's constantly fucking blowing up. And, you know, my man Damar called me the other day mm-hmm. and he was like let's yeah. hang let's hang bro he calls me bro sometimes and he was just like let's yeah. hang and I, and I went and oh, you, know oh, what? you just added at the end of sentences awkward <laughs> yeah and uh, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I was in very close contact with some Chicago Bulls and uh, there, there was a scare it was a scare but I tested positive I tested negative twice so yeah. I did not have COVID not there's anything wrong with having COVID just want to make that clear it, it, I'm not it's just that uh, we wish you did have COVID, so this would be a plausible excuse. <laughs> but he was genuinely wiped out for two weeks. I have spent over I'm an infection. Genuinely, I was too sick to get up from my bed and podcast for forty-five minutes. That's how sick I was. It this takes no effort. <laughs> like this is yeah. I could do this as a paraplegic. I could still podcast, and I couldn't fucking do it. So that's how wiped I fucking was for two straight it's, weeks. It's uh, he's taking shots at paraplegics already. <laughs> it's it's. It's all happening. Listen, no offense to paraplegic podcasters, which is a very difficult thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was. I was in health safety protocols. Um, all right, let's 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 jump ahead. Let's jump ahead. Quick quick rundown. Uh, that joke about the Chicago Bulls is because nine of their players uh, are in health and safety protocols as we speak. Demar Derozan, the first of those uh, who will be let out, <laughs> let out uh, on uh, possibly <laughs> December the seventeenth. 
but they are uh, they're like looking at postponing games yeah, yeah they're looking at postponing games and shit so it's a, it's a very dire situation over there uh, so yeah. we, we wish them all uh, good health of course uh, and, it's the uh, same with the charlotte hornets as well the hornets as well have lost a bunch of players i think they also may have to postpone a game or two uh, while health and safety protocols happen um, all the best health wise uh, to all of them as uh, the last thing you want uh, yeah. disrupted one season already we definitely don't want this happening again so absolutely not but yeah it's been going on we are, we're just mentioning the bigger incidents here but like a lot of teams have one or two players out because of this and um, i think this might affect the basketball season for a while um, we have to keep it in mind when we're uh, absolutely tearing into teams uh, or praising teams for being awesome and going on like massive win streaks but also we don't care that much yeah I yeah know. i mean i just want to say that uh, apparently joel Embiid is immune to covid because he said i almost died or yeah. i'm lucky to be alive and then like just came out and just started destroying teams yeah that's just how he is he's like yeah. you but like as a basketball player with talent and <laughs> ability constantly and broken but in those fleeting moments quite good which is the thing that yeah. I'm lacking. That part actually. is him. The, the fleeting moments. The constantly broken yeah, part. I just, I just do the broken bit. I can't do the yeah. amazing. Speaking of amazing. No. Let's jump ahead. Speaking of amazing. Uh, I'm, I want to play a game that we're going to play every time we podcast. Uh, which okay. is called, Is Stephen Curry going to break this tonight? Right? Oh, wow. uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been working on the, we're workshopping the title. That, that title might not stick. Um, it's yeah. quite bad. Uh, Stephen Curry, if you if you haven't heard, we've been living under a rock. Is chasing Ray Allen's three point record, which is three pointers made um, over the course of a career in season, uh, right? Uh, so he is now seven away from the three point record, uh, which is already pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. But you have to put it in context. Steph Curry has done it in in nearly about half the games. That Ray yeah, Allen he's did. already ahead of him in all-time threes. In all-time, all when you can't yeah. playoffs and season together, uh, playoff and regular season together, he's already crossed it. Uh, but the NBA, for some reason, puts a lot more value on these season records and not the uh, all-time records. So yeah. this is this is the big one. Uh, so right. he's, he's seven away, Sid. Uh, they're playing the Pacers in about, I think, in about nine hours' time. At the time of recording, we're nine hours away. From yeah. Golden State Warriors versus the Pacers. Do you think he's going to break it tonight? Okay, so if he was playing, yes. But they're playing a back-to-back. So I don't know if he's playing tonight or he's playing tom- the, the night after against the Knicks. Because they're planning to rest him. Because why not? They're 20-5 or something. Hilarious. Yeah. So why, why should he play back-to-backs? And he's, they're playing the Pacers. Like the Pacers don't want to be there. You know, so yeah. if he's playing tomorrow, I think he will break it because some of them might decide not to play defense because sometimes, you know, you wake up one morning and you're in uh, a house in Indianapolis and you're like, what did I do? No, I, you you're know? like, I have to put this fucking house on the market. How am I going to sell a, a 19 BHK mansion in uh, in Indianapolis? It's not going to happen. I like that you went with BHK. I went with BHK. I'm sorry. I'm very I, I, Indian like, middle class about this. This is a very strange, <laughs> aggressively, strange way to, like mansions aggressively have more than Indian one kitchen middle. usually. Like, I think yeah. so. 
I I, yeah. I would assume that it would be difficult to service 19 bedrooms with just the one yeah the one tiny kitchen counter kitchen in Indianapolis I'm in my head yeah, yeah. and yeah. hall like the h like <laughs> oh the hall, hall. Yeah. like it's like, a 19 ma- a 19 room mansion <laughs> will have like a staircase bigger than halls <laughs> so uh yeah i ियसिकलीयर्स Right? Right. Uh, or we talk about teams that have tanked, and how they're doing now with their draft picks. So, say um, the Philadelphia 76ers being the best example of this, a team yeah. that tanked got Joel Embiid, got Ben Simmons, got a bunch of other uh, pieces, and are now in t- trying to be contenders. We rarely ever, or at least in the time that we've been podcasting, we rarely ever have a trigger pulled on a blow up, have a trigger pulled on a rebuild. Right, but that's we've exactly. never discussed the Indiana Pacers. We've never discussed it. This is the only time we'll be discussed them when Rick Carlisle joined, and we made fun of Rick Carlisle for wanting to join the Pacers. No, I we made fun was... of Rick Carlisle. We just, yeah. just, he just happened to be joining the Pacers. He could yeah, be, had... he could be joining a, a, a Turkish league team, and we'd be making fun of him and not yeah, and, and the Turkish league team because we'd yeah. probably want to talk about them and how they're going to do so well in the Turkish league this year. Yeah. But like, we had nothing to say about Indiana. that time at all like cuz uh indiana is like a tamagotchi in 2021 absolutely irrelevant yeah i they like, haven't been let's let's trace it back to the last time they were relevant it is paul before george played for them. paul george it's not even that it's before paul george broke his knee i uh, broke his leg. leg he broke his leg yeah his leg that it it's before that so it was mvp season or uh, M- the third in mvp voting season paul george which i think conservatively was 2014 maybe yeah, yeah. and I mean, and paul george didn't even have the heart or the or the script writing genius to break his leg in indiana he broke his leg in team usa practice yeah so we didn't even like He didn't even. He wasn't even near Indiana when he broke his leg. There wasn't even the outpouring of support that Gordon Hayward got because people was people and their children and me were scarred watching that shit live. There right, wasn't yeah. even that. Uh, so that that's the that's really the last time the Indiana Pacers were relevant or even and even then they weren't like contenders. Paul George was playing no. really well, but they were not contenders. So for I, contender, uh, I, I Pacers, say one min, mini point because this contender point is going nowhere. We all know. uh we all know that there's only one mini point in this entire like stretch from paul george being that to here to this time in in our uh, timeline um was when they traded for malcolm brogdon and you we were like nice trade indiana hmm yeah that that was a good trade yeah and that's that uh moving yeah. on <laughs> moving on from that one the one positive thing we can say about indiana that they made a trade for macam brogdon uh, they are now uh they have now pulled the trigger on a rebuild apparently uh the gm has been begging ownership uh to pull this trigger to do this rebuild currently as it sits macam brogdon miles turner uh, and demontis sabonis are all on the trade block along with all their other assets essentially that they take a call for anyone um 
So, Sid, do you want to take us through like, A, now what are the next steps? So A, are they going to trade all these people? And just for people at home who don't know how a, uh, how a rebuild or how a tanking team really works in those initial days, uh, let's just talk about how you strip a team to its bones, as the Pacers are going to do now. Well, I think a little bit more context is required because one more part of this whole Malcolm Brogdon thing was they traded him so that they could show their superstar air quotes at the time. Actually, we just got star player at the time. Victor Oladipo, that uh, they were going to be, they were serious about doing stuff. So they had Victor Oladipo, Vucevic and um, Brogdon in there. No, not Vucevic, sorry. Why am I saying Miles Turner, Miles Turner. No, yeah, yeah, Miles Turner. But like, they they had, uh, so so yeah, they have Sabonis, Miles Turner, Brogdon, and Oladipo. And they're like, yeah, we're going to make a run for the playoffs. And then Oladipo just Oladipo'd his lower, body, lower half of his body and just got injured. And well, they did take LeBron. They, I just want to say, they did take LeBron to a Game 7, um, they, which was... Possibly the worst team LeBron has ever played on, and they still lost. Uh, so yeah. that's how that's how good that team really was. And it was the first. It was round, funny. So, yeah. It was just funny to watch. Uh, yeah. Also, um, they traded Oladipo away in the the Rockets trade so they could get Karis Levert in some draft picks. But Karis Levert is not good anymore. It feels like he's been quite bad, actually. He's, he's so, also playing on the Pacers, Sid. So how, how good could he be? But anyways, go on. Yeah, it's not going well for Karis Levert. And then they were like, okay, so we have a guy in Brogdon who's fine. Not going to do anything. We thought Karis Levert could be good, but he's fine. Not doing anything. Uh, we have chosen to go with Domantis Sabonis as the guy. And he's an all-star player, I guess. And, he he and was in the all-star game. He was, you but know? at best a third guy on a on a on a really good team. So and they chose him over Miles Turner, who's very upset, by the way. At he he openly said, "I'm I am just a glorified role player here, so I guess I'll do whatever." Well, they for... put him on the trade block. Uh, even the start of the season, uh, there was there was a sign-in trade that was offered up with Miles Turner for Gordon Hayward. So yeah, Miles Turner has been. Out that door for a long while from management. Yeah, he's so, playing like it. So yeah, and I just want to say one more, one more additional thing. Um, talking about how they've kind of pushed themselves into a bottleneck where they can't do anything. Their only option is to rebuild, right? And this is the kind of spot teams sometimes get in because contracts are a huge part of how you structure a team and how you can build going forward. The Indiana Pacers, even if they traded one off. DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, or Mac- Malcolm Brogdon, they would, or Karis Levert, they still would have basically zero cap flexibility. So yeah. the ability to bring in a superstar, the ability to bring in anyone who makes above 25 million was simply not on the table for uh, the Indiana Pacers. So you're looking at a situation where uh, even with your expiring contracts, the problem being you've, you've given Brogdon money, you've given uh, Sabonis money, you're on Brogdon's uh, money as well. Uh, you basically have nowhere to go for next season and trading one or two of those assets simply doesn't get you um, far far ahead of where you are currently. 
and which is where in those kind of situations where the contracts aren't ending you're stuck with those contracts for a reasonable amount of time and you can't trade them for a major uptick in asset this is where you rebuild so this is the situation that they are in yeah but also it's kind of dumb to rebuild in the middle of a season because there's a lot of teams who are on the rebuild and already tanking to get draft picks already i mean now they have to be in the top 5 to really get a decent draft pick right you think about it right yeah but that means they have to now somehow be worse than the pelicans the kings the uh, rockets the the okc thunder uh this is just the west by the way the rockets uh, are kicking ass they're on a seven game winning streak okc yeah. thunder are oh, routinely wiping they're the on a seven game them. winning streak but they only have eight wins <laughs> it's also very important to exactly. say at this point yeah okay the 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 uh, o- oklahoma city thunder are now below the rockets but they have seven wins so like uh this <laughs> is not going to be easy to do okay yeah. so now now there's the east also by the way there's also teams over there who are not good uh they they i mean the east teams are so bad it's not even coming to my mind who's the bad oh yeah, the detroit pistons which is the worst team in the nba right now um the the orlando magic who are just bad like regular bad you know like they have some exciting players but even they are not that exciting like jalen suggs is all right i guess he's not doing yeah. that well people are excited about Cole Anthony and that says everything you need to hear about the Orlando Magic yeah, the Magic have point. a very low bar for excitement like they're just like anything will do yeah oh the guys and, fast uh, cool great yeah we we kicked we haven't had an it, exciting it, player since fucking Shaq and uh, that's genuinely just going badly i mean uh and, and now this is where the pacers come in because now they are like They're, yeah they they are now sixth in the league sixth worst team so they now have to tank harder than these five teams okay let's just take the pelicans out of it for now and let's just say the kings have a slightly better record than them by like one game that still is the best case scenario for the pacers to be sixth still not fifth you know so like mm. it's going to be tough it's going to be a long slog to tank to the bottom and you can't tank with good players you can't sit john wall in this case like there's only one john wall in houston so they sat him but like they have four guys right so they have to get rid of two guys for draft equity this is where we come to the real problem here what are you going to get for these guys yeah that's that's really the biggest question there is and that's that's the problem and i uh, i think someone was saying zaclo was saying this i think or someone on the zaclo podcast was saying it that the hardest job in basketball uh, sorry this is the athletic uh, the athletic podcast the yeah. hardest job in basketball is going from middle to top yeah whichever way you do it whichever way you do it if you are a middle table team going down is hard because you're exactly yeah. where the pacers are now where they have no assets that are going to get them to three five draft picks right so you're stuck that tank is slow that tank is laborsome right nor can you bring in an asset like we just highlighted because of the salary cap and everything else you can't bring in an asset to go upwards either so this is like 
the worst place to be for a team where where the Pacers currently are. So yeah, because their players are not going to get them anything. Like, what are you going to? What do you trade for Milestone? Is he yeah. worth two first round draft picks? No, two first rounders. Two first rounders are insanely valuable right now. People are talking about four first rounders for a superstar. So right. Two so is then, not what do you and, what are you trading for then? Like, what? I, what? And he's I, the I, best I think, one. Like, he's actually the best player they have for this because they're not going to trade him and Sabonis and Brogdon and Levert. That's too much to do, and in one window. No, they're going to have to do are, this slowly. You would have to find a magic bullet worth of salaries because all, aside from Demontis Sabonis, they are all on that twenty million range, which is actually yeah. a very useful salary amount for most. That's like a Mark, that's Marcus Smart money. Yeah, but you're not trading Malcolm Brogdon's twenty million dollar salary for anything. Yeah, that's like, the thing. That's when you have to get paid. You have to you have to lose a draft pick to get rid of him. Exactly. and that's this is where the problem start because to tank they will have to lose draft equity on like they'll get something for sabonis and they'll get something for miles turner <coughs> sorry just one pick though right yeah. like one just first one, one second yeah maybe one a, decent young guy and then one cheap salary filler rubbish guy yeah so they'll get a rubbish guy and that rubbish guy better not be anything that they have to trade off at any point that it's 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 painful i mean okc is the only one who's done this who at least started off doing it very very cleverly uh they've now gotten in a situation where they have more draft picks than they have roster spots uh, and none of those draft picks seem like it's going to yield a superstar or be number 1 or number 2 but it doesn't feel like it'll yield a star because yeah. an okc draft pick is like you is like point 3 other draft picks because you know if you ask for one you can ask for two yeah like, it's <laughs> it's chana at this point like it doesn't matter yeah No, it does matter to the to the other team because they'll just be like, no, we want this pick and another nice draft pick of yours. You give yeah. us one shit one, but we want one good one also. You give us one Milwaukee draft pick, but we want one Sacramento draft pick. <laughs> so give us two. They're like, no, but the deal for everybody else is one. So why are you asking for us for two? And then we'll be like, yeah, but you're the Thunder, so you have ten. Just give two. What are you What are you going to do with it anyway? It's not like yeah. you can take it with you. Yeah. Like when you die. You can't like, pick. You cannot pick that many players. That's why OKC are currently. They just cannot pick that many players. I don't then, know what they're going to do with it. We did back, that podcast already, so you can yeah. uh, listen to that in so our back, archives. Back to the Pacers. Back and to we, this. We, we'll we'll close uh, close this one up. Um, what do you think the horizon for the Pacers is uh, for the next few? And let's remember. Let's keep in mind, Rick fucking Carlisle is there. So I want you to also kind of hit on that point because I have some views on that front. Um, how long do you think a it takes to get rid of all these guys, and b how long do you think before the Pacers are even remotely relevant in a league where, like you said, seven teams are already full on tanking? I don't know. This is. I feel like this. They're just going to have a massive U-turn suddenly because they are not set up to tank at all, right? Like their their culture is not like that. Indian has never tanked. Okay, as mm-hmm. as far as I can recall, like they might have had bad luck or something, but they never said like, okay, this is the first time they're saying we're gonna shop everyone and tank. And even then, like I feel like this has come out through other channels, and they've never explicitly said it because that would be suicide. I think they're gonna walk this back. You don't just hire Rick Carlisle and tank the same year. Like, what are you thinking? Rick Carlisle is not a developer of young players. He's actively <laughs> terrible for young players. Yeah, why did you hire him for four? Opposite player. 
Why would hire him for three, four years? I don't know. I I think this is a massive mistake. We're going to see years of uh, just mediocre Indiana teams for the next two, three years because of this decision and others. Uh, they've just not hit on anything. Even this year, they they picked Chris Duarte, who is a very good player, uh, but he's like he's 24, man. You know? Yeah. Like he's very good already, and he's probably. going to be this good forever exactly you know? i mean you picked a uh, not a win now player but a use now player you Correct. didn't pick a player that has a 10 year horizon you picked a guy who has a 3 year horizon you, why did you do that if you even thought in the corner of your mind because oladipo has been gone for a while so they haven't had yeah. anyone with superstar potential for a very long now that i'm saying oladipo had superstar i'm just saying like you know in the in the yeah, minds of it. like uh, it look that yeah. that season was so good he looked yeah. like what jamarant is going to be yeah. let's put yeah. it that way let's okay? put it that way. so, so for, for three months spell he looked like a superstar and the pacers got yeah. super super excited they haven't yeah, had that guy too. It, it looked yeah. good like there's miles turner sabonis to uh ola depo cool it's looking nice for yeah. them but it's it's been a while since then so why would you pick a player i mean exactly why i think what what you just said It seems like the smartest decision. I don't think they're going to do that because no, they're they too are... emotional as a club. As in, they're just too emotional as a franchise. They're like, no, it's the home of basketball. We're all like, we play the spirit of the game. We won't do this tanking thing. That's not our in our DNA and all this rubbish, uh, fan base appealing stuff. And I think they're going to walk it back because it'll be two things. They won't find good trades. and then they'll fa- feel like they're under pressure to do something and they'll be like you know what we're not going to sell shop we're we're going to see this thing through and they're just going to get booed more like basically so i am not optimistic on indiana pacers in the future all right so that meta for once on the anti tank brigade uh, let's move on from the indiana pacers to another team that is in massive trouble but unlike the indiana pacers They actually do have a superstar at the heart of that team. Uh, whether he's going to stay superstar level for a long while, that's also something that we can discuss. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the uh, Portland dumpster fire. Uh, Sid, your thoughts, your views. Uh, Neil O'Shea, the longtime GM, has just been sacked. Dame is having one of the worst seasons of his career, I think, since like his rookie or sophomore year in the NBA. Uh, CJ McCollum has a uh, fuck with you not collapsed. lung this is yeah. this is what cj is going through right now it's not like he tried to climb k2 or something yeah you know they just It, they found a horrible it on like injury a routine they were just checking they were like oh shit you have a collapsed lung cj yeah it's scary That, i i hope you he's imagine okay. can you imagine yeah. you go to the doctor you're you're okay you're probably feeling a little breathless <laughs> you walk into the doctor it's like oh no this isn't a cough this is a collapsed fucking lung This is insane. This is a, a team that is spiraling. Uh Sid just just let's just go. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with my incredible series of texts that I sent to you uh a, a few days ago where I immediately compared the Portland Trail Blazers to a a failed petro state. uh like please a, explain like failed petro state to our to our listeners it's so just so you know these cent- these central asian uh step states like kyrgyzstan uzbekistan tajikistan 
Turkmenistan. I've been to Turkmenistan. It's, it's beautiful in the summer. You have never even <laughs> seen it on a map. <laughs> like, you don't even know vaguely where it is. So, like, let's That's just get that out no of the way. Idea. You could have yeah, made Turkmenistan just... up and I would not know. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I saw it on 24 one time. It must be real. It, 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 it's, you know, it's actually super real for Indian people because Turkmenistan is the birthplace of Babur, by the way. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. So you, the Mughals come from Turkmenistan. You, you just didn't do a basketball a... podcast. You never know what the fuck you're going to learn. I guess. Never Amazing. know. Never know. Amazing so, information. <laughs> so all these pet, all these states have access to rich oil fields underneath in their, in their boundaries. But of course, they run like horrendous banana republics. So uh, you have you have the oil fields. In this case, Dame Lillard, this wonderful like economic head start that you've gotten over all the other countries. But what do you do? You squander it away by like uh, spending it on the wrong things, right? You have like these horrible like five-year, ten-year policy plans. And that's like the CJ McCollum of this. It's just this infrastructure of, don't worry, we have this guy right next to Dame. It'll all work out. We'll make best use of Dame. Like we'll, we've got like his partner. And like this, CJ McCollum is a good player, but he absolutely does not like add value to what Damien Lillard does in the sense that they're both small guards who score. So one of them should probably do something else in this case. And neither of them do because they're both... They're probably the worst defensive backcourt over the last 10 years. Like, if you just think yeah. longevity-wise, everyone will be like, yeah, let's play against Damon CJ. And that ultimately results in uh, the the only singular reputation the Portland Trailblazers have had over the last eight years is that they're a bad defensive team. Okay? They thought that they could fix it with uh, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, who is basically like... Uh, the amount of you know the, you have these the same states okay these are, they're all Soviet states so a lot of the guys that run these places Turkmenistan and all they're all like generals and, st- and things like that so they like spend a ton of money on like army and tanks and guns and like the rest of the country doesn't have much to go with but they're like no no we're super safe now and that's basically Yusuf Nokic they've just spent like a ton of money on this guy and he's a great player in that like you know he's a he's, he's pretty nimble good decent defender gets plays well in the paint scores a few points complements these two well but you know what this guy has been consistently injured when they need him and he keeps getting worse basically uh, all of this was run by uh, Neil Olshay who I feel like has always tried to put his job first and the trailblazer second like he never took a risk ever like he never took a risk ever they got burned by these like alan crab uh contracts in in the in the massacre of 2014 of was it 2016 i think it was a massacre of 2016 where, 2016 like, was the uh, crazy contract the uh, evan campaign, yeah. turner alan crab all these dudes uh, Mozgov, all these dudes got these stupid contracts and like uh, the Blazers gave out two of them okay so uh, like he's always said no no we'll stick with this we'll stick with this never once did he trade anybody away of, for value like 
he traded away norman powell uh for for gary trent junior uh and is like oh yeah we're not paying norman powell but like he's better than gary trent junior right now for instance yeah. you know i don't get it i don't but- understand uh why the portrait trailblazers feel like they have dame so that's good this team then this this team is just the same team yeah the same team every year it's the same team and they keep trying to tell us it's a different team no because i think neil o'shea's strategy has been that look i've got i've got like like exactly what you said i've got dave and cj do they functionally work as a backcourt no right because they're so bad on defense that the rest of your team would have to just be elite defenders to make up for what's happening on your perimeter every single night yeah and he refuses he has like he said refused to do and touch that core he's made these tiny little fringe moves every year every year something on the fringe the eighth guy yeah. of the portland trailblazers changes neil o'shea's comments at the start of this season were that we've got we finally got a team that really suits uh, dame lillard what had he done two fringe changes said he changed nothing fundamentally aside from yusuf nurkic no. changed nothing fundamentally about this team And no, they got Larry Nance Jr. and they're like, yeah, we're good now. Yeah, like, that's it. That really? Doesn't move the needle. Like you have and severe problems in this team. Like the the backcourt doesn't make sense. You no, then they have Robert Covington with them as the small forward, and Robert Covington is like a very above average player. You know, yeah. they got him because he's like a great defense. First of all, it was a first round pick. to the rockets to get this guy okay cheap uh, very cheap uh, yeah That's, right that so they got him useless forever so it's fine <laughs> yeah it's great whatever they got him yeah uh uh we've always been told this dude's a great defender but actually he's not like a one and one defender he's a help defender which is very obviously it's still useful but like who is he helping yeah, exactly you have to have, you have to have one good defender for the guy to help out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like he can't help the helpless. He he helps the good <laughs> defender. That's what a help defender is. So uh, I don't know. Then then what? Then who do they? Who else do they have? They are they are, they were they would always have like uh, Mohawkless and Alfaruq Aminu and yeah, like actually the, those guys were good actually. Like those guys aren't even on the team anymore. You know, like I mean, they they have. Yeah, Listen, let's know. not forget the they had Carmelo Anthony for a whole season. Uh, like for a brief second they almost revived Carmelo Anthony's career and yet, no, they did and he left. He left immediately. The other point being, how does Carmelo Anthony fundamentally solve your problems? You are not he, your problem he did, is though. never off. He offense. actually did solve some problems. Their Look, their bench scoring has gotten worse without him. I mean but oh my god if Carmelo Anthony is solving any problems for you in 2021 you have you should quit your job no it's worse they saw he solved a problem in 2020 <laughs> oh my god no so i mean and and that's the thing now they they've changed the coach uh they've changed the gm uh Chauncey Billups is there but it doesn't and now here's the here's the biggest problem they have an interim gm It's very clear that the Dame Lillard situation is going to come to a head at some point, especially if they continue playing as badly as they are playing, and Dame continues to play as badly as he is playing. 
Whether that's a consequences of the team, whether that's consequences of turning 31, we don't know. But if this situation continues, this, this Dame Little situation will come to a head, right? They're going to have an interim GM take this call. Honestly, I'd be more comfortable with Neil O'Shea doing it as a final move rather than an interim GM who doesn't even know he's going to have the job. Who knows he's not going to have the job, actually. Yeah. Yeah, just it's just all bad. Because See, that's, that's just, what I'm saying. There's, just think there's of it no the, good outcome here. Just think of it from the interim GM's point of view. Say, Sidan Mehta, you get the interim GM job at the Portland Trailblazers. Do you want to be remembered as the guy who traded Dame Lillard for four draft picks that became nothing and Dame goes on to win a championship in Philly? I'm not saying that's trade that's going to happen, but no one wants to be that guy. So they will continually kick this uh, uh, rock down the road as far as possible until they appoint an actual GM, which could eviscerate their chances of getting a real haul back for Dame. Even yeah, if they because Dame choose is that goddamn not direction. playing well. Like, let's just not, get to that. He is really not quick. playing well. He is not getting younger. And he is due the full max money. Like, yeah. wherever he goes, his next contract is gigantic. I would just give it to him. Forget tanking. This is not going to happen here. Like, how do you tank worse than the OKC Thunder? Yeah, you just can't. Like, you just can't do it right now. You have to wait for some of these teams to... Everybody can't tank at the same time. I think that's what the theme of this episode should be. Okay? Like, we can't have seven... We can't have eight teams trying to qualify for the playoffs on either side. That's 16. And then have the rest of the 14 try to tank. Yeah. That's just dumb. Okay? That's why the play-in tournament was brought in. That's why uh, tanking odds were flattened at the at the bottom end, so that we wouldn't have to watch complete drivel as an as a product for games on end. Like we already know that any team playing the Rockets should win the game, although they haven't been doing it lately. But still, you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like people need to take this seriously and talk to the NBA about it, and because this is a bad product. You know, why are we watching inconsequential basketball for for so many games? So, uh, the these changes have yielded this kind of thing where, like, you're the Portland Trailblazers now. You cannot be bad. Like, you can't. You, you, if you want to trade somebody for a Dame Lillard for somebody, who are you going to get? Right? Like, or what are you going to get? Like, I don't even know. If it's a contending team, all the picks will be garbage. Right? So, what are you getting then? Like, why are you trading him at all? Just keep him. Give him the Supermax. You think you can't trade that contract later? Russell Westbrook has played for four teams. Yeah, there's there's no such thing as untradeable. Because someone will come in for him and he's Dame. And that three-pointer is going to pretty much survive till he's 40. So, he might not be Dame Dame, but he's always going to be useful. And he doesn't so, want to leave. He keeps saying it. No one is believing him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. He's just like, uh, yeah, but I, I met those guys, bro. I told them, no, okay, bro. I, I met uh, Davis and LeBron and I said, fuck off. You're, you're being a simp, Dame. You're being a fucking yeah. simp for Portland. That's what's going on yeah. here. You, you're, you think you're being loyal and cool. You're being a simp. She's toxic. The trailblazers yeah. are toxic, Dame. You need she to doesn't love you leave. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, this uh, is, and it's insane because I don't know who, I mean, there's lots of options with 
with Dame, right, to trade him. But again, the consequence of that is a tank in a very heavy... So, I mean, you're right. The theme of this episode is tanking is the answer unless everyone's doing it. But not for uh, you, Indiana no or Portland. With CJ and Yusuf Nurkic, there really isn't because they, they're not going to get Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. That is something that has been tabled like 70,000 times and it hasn't happened. So it's not going to happen. Maury's not going to do it. So that's the only viable trade for CJ and Maury's already said no. So they don't have another option to kind of build. CJ is the most valuable asset. Sure, they have all their picks, but what are you packaging CJ for? Who's, who's going to take CJ on for anyone that resembles a game changer for Dame? First of all, this is just a stupid question because no one is trading for CJ McCollum. He has a collapsed lung. <laughs> yeah, that's so that he's so also we can off just the trade block for he's, the he's out future. indefinitely. Forget yeah. the trade block. He's like not going to play for like at least a month. Yeah, that's just like a month is just me saying something. Like I I I don't know how long a lung takes to heal. I've never met anybody who's had a collapsed lung, and I don't know like yeah. I don't know anything. I mean, okay, so just, let's just, just pull away CJ McCollum for now. Let's just say, yeah, simply put, March by March, the trade deadline will have happened. So if he's not yeah. back by March and they can't trade an injured player, if he's not back by March, it's over. This is the team that they have to go to the playoffs with. If my lung is punctured, I will not return only this year. Forget it. Like, yeah. I need my lung. I've oh decided. God. <laughs> like, it just can't get worse <laughs> for this team. It can, but I won't say how. Oh. <laughs> it is... Uh, bad, bad, okay. bad, 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 I've, bad. I have bad. one more question because now CJ obviously that's off the table until the next off season. At least that's. I, I, that's Let's just go with that. We don't yeah. know anything. Let's do just go with think, he cannot be traded. Do you think? Because now let's let's look at it this way, right? Uh, they brought in a new GM. Uh, or an interim GM. They've got an interim GM currently. Uh, yeah. They will have a new GM. And the history of the NBA tells us that when a new GM comes in, the coaches invariably fire. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long? I mean, in my head right now, if, when they can't change anything that's happening on the court, right? they can't trade CJ, Yusuf Nurkic is not worth anything, and no interim GM, like we said, wants to be the guy who traded away Dame Lillard. <laughs> is John C. Phillips going to get fired this season? Like, is he going to get fired this is a great question, by the way. This is a great question because now, if I'm the new GM, I'm going to blow it up, and I'm going to make my uh, I'm going to hire a coach that develops young talent. Right. So I will definitely fire Chauncey Billups. No, I'm saying forget the blow up. I'm saying this season, the interim. No, guy. he'll he'll make it through this season. Hmm. Look, it's as you lined up, you can't have an interim GM, fire the coach, trade the superstar player, strip the team down to nothing. No, I'm saying I'm saying he keeps everything else. My, my, my theory is that he keeps Dame because the interim GM cannot get rid of Dame. Right? So that's that's off the table. So he keeps Dame. What is he keeping? Uh, what is the team going to do without CJ McCollum? Like, they're already a bad team. They're, they're the worst defense. Okay. Uh, they're like 29th. Okay, their second worst defense. They're the eighth best offense, but now without their second best offensive player, they're not going to be the eighth best offense or something. They're not going to be a top 10 offense, right? Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to bring in that changes this? 
Exactly. There's nothing else you can do aside from hope that someone in the buyout market comes to you. And even then, you're not going to get anybody truly impressive. You're not going to get how the Nets got Blake, essentially. That's that's not going to happen for you. Yeah. Those kind of players aren't there and nor are you on their radar, right? So yeah. there's only one thing to change for an interim GM to keep uh, keep Dame Lillard excited for the second half of the season is to change a coach that maybe the system is not working with. Yeah, but apparently which... Dame is happy to work with Chauncey Billups. <sighs> fair, fair. Yeah, this is I the thing. Like... Some things, I still think some things... I feel like they're going to have to do one one something to keep either Dame interested, try and push their chances for the players because right now they've got nothing to lose. How does this they have nothing to gain either in the off-season anyways? They have nothing to gain either. Like, That's they true. can't do anything. Like, yeah. they, 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 they are legitimately the one team that is stuck. Should the Portland Trailblazers tank as well, sir? <laughs> they can't even do it if they tried. They have they Dame on their just team. sit Dame. Just forget Dame. Hit hit Maui now. Just fuck it. He's not Ibiza like that. He's not, he's not like us. We would have done this. <laughs> he's not like John Wall. Like He's not going to just hey, disappear. John Wall wants to come back. Every post John Wall puts up on Instagram now has hashtag free John Wall. I'm I on the free John Wall brigade, says. by the way. I, just I, like, I don't believe a thing he says. Just like I was on hashtag trade, trade for Brody, which is a hashtag I started, by the way, and, and Russell Westbrook got traded. I'm fully on board with the free John Wall brigade. I'm there. I'll be at the. I'll be at the protests. I'll be at the marches in Houston. Yeah, the, you might be the it. worst person in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, on that note, that's a that's a great point to end it on. Shall we end it there? Yeah, I think, I think so. I I'm yeah. sickened. I can't. Sickened. I can't. Uh, yeah, that's disgusted. Uh, that's how it is. That's how it is. I'm the worst person in basketball. All right. Thank you so much for joining us after our, uh, our health and safety hiatus. <laughs> Thank you as always, Siddhan Mehta. Raining threes from the three-point line. Kicking kindergartners in the face. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.